In episode 50 of the Web3 with Sam Kamani podcast, I am talking about DAOs, that is Decentralized Autonomous Organizations, with the founder and CEO of Tele.xyz. So what is Tele? Tele is a platform that helps you create DAOs in just minutes. And in this episode, we talk about why DAOs are a game changer and why you should be paying attention to them. From raising money to real estate to corporate governance, DAOs are going to change the business landscape in coming years. I think every business leader, every person in leadership role should be focusing on what DAOs can do for you and how they're going to change the whole game. So, in this wide-ranging conversation, we talk about things like as DeFi, that is decentralized finance, Web3 projects, governance, a game called Dope Wars or loot in gaming, Web3 gaming, dragons, streetwear, and so much more. Hello, innovators, explorers, and risk takers. Welcome to another episode of the Web3 with Sam Kamani podcast. I'm your host, Sam Kamani. I am an Amazon best-selling author, a tech startup founder, and a strategic advisor to multiple Web3 startups. I'm here to take you on a journey to explore the world of Web3, all the risks, all the opportunities, and my goal is to educate you about what other people, the founders, the investors, what are they building? What are they paying attention? So you can take advantage of it. So you can benefit from it. However, I would like to start with saying that this is not investment advice. I would still highly encourage you to do your own research. I have nothing to sell you. So with that out of the way, let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Denison. It's always great to talk with you. You were sharing with me on why people should care about DAOs or why they are going to be important. Right. They are more capital efficient. They scale larger and faster and they are easier to use. Right. Now, people may debate me on that final point, but I'd like to give an example. Yes, please. To build an organization of thousands or tens of thousands of people, manage a budget of tens of millions of dollars and have the members or participants or decision makers in tens of different countries, let's say 30 or 40 countries around the world. Yes. You need the kind of organization that looks like a Fortune 500 company to do something. Yeah. Right? You need to incorporate in 30 different countries. You need to have hiring and lawyers to pull up the paperwork. You have to have bank accounts. You have to have boards of directors. You need to have all the people who are authorized to access that bank account. You have to have the employer relationships agreements between all these people. You have to sign all these contracts. With DAOs, you can build that organization in a matter of hours at virtually no cost, right? And people might be like, bullshit. But people may say, that is, and that's not true. And it is true. You see it all the time. Constitution DAO, I love using this example because it's a perfect example of like organizations and FOMOs coming together. Yep. They built an organization that was global that raised 40 plus million dollars. And I think for them, it was a couple of weeks that they did it in at virtually no cost, right? And they got really close to purchasing the constitution. Yes. Right? Yep. They got really yep. close to doing that. Striking distance is doing that. Yeah. Other people have built incredible organizations like LinkStat, where they're buy, you know, they raised, I think, eight or $10 million to buy a golf course. Pool Suite is a decentralized like social club. 
FWB, Friends with Benefits, another kind of decentralized social club that also is a corporation. There's Dope Wars, a DAO that I actually started myself as a decentralized video game collective with people building a video game together around the world and their organizational costs are, are zero, right? Yeah. I, this, is a, this is a big deal, right? Like this is a big deal. Building organizations that scale at the speed of the internet, at the speed of ideas is extremely expensive in the traditional world, right? Um, it is. It's, 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 it's incredibly expensive. It's not available. Additionally, if you build that organization, this global organization with tens of millions of dollars of capital under management, and all these people doing all these things, uh, you would, could never in your life imagine that organization having a lifespan of days, hours, yeah. weeks, right? We think of Fortune 500 companies that exist over the lifespan of years, right? But with DAOs, you can build an organization around a singular idea. It can scale globally within a short amount of time, accumulate capital and disappear the next day. It can dissolve. People can say, you know what? We failed. We're not into it. It's done. You just turn it off, right? Yeah. Imagine trying to close all of your corporate entities around the world, right? Imagine having to leave over tens of millions of dollars in your budget just so that you can turn off the lights, you know? So you think about that kind of like capital inefficiency for startups, for companies, and it's really crazy, right? Like, so, so it, we are unlocking with DAOs truly, you know, just a new wave of innovation, a new way of how folks organize and can build like, and it's just really extremely exciting. Oh, that is amazing. I was going to, you already answered my next question. And my next question was, what are some of the examples of successful DAOs? And, and you already gave some of like the links one and the one that you're organizing Dope Wars. Do you have any other examples that are quite sort of well, yeah, well enough? You know, ENS, right? Ethereum yeah. name service. They are a DAO organized to run the Ethereum name service protocol, right? So you have this fundamental protocol primitive, right? Like this name service, and it is organized and run by thousands of people globally where they manage a treasury, a protocol that makes money because they sell the domain yeah. names, right? The money goes yeah. to the treasury. And that's done on chain. That's done yeah. with smart contracts, right? Now, ENS also has a corporate entity because they started as a company before they became a DAO. But I think that's a great example. Uniswap was another one. They started as a company. They launched a DAO. Uniswap is an enormous, you know, yes. juggernaut in the DeFi space. That is also a DAO. Compound is also a DAO, right? Gitcoin, it is also a DAO, right? Yes. Nouns DAO, it is also a DAO, right? Nouns DAO has accumulated 25,000 ETH, right? That is what, $25 million in a treasury? To, yes. to be voted on by the, the token holders, the members of it. Imagine accumulating, you know, at the high point, right? Like if we were at ETH is $4,000, right? There's a hundred million dollars. Imagine yeah. having a hundred million dollars in a bank account somewhere for a global organization. How expensive would it be to <laughs> pull that off? Yeah. Yeah. Millions of dollars. It right? is absolutely millions of dollars in the absolutely millions of dollars. In the corporate governance and the lawyers and the accountants, all the cross country staff to doing going through different regulation. It is massive. Yeah. Um, yeah, on a hundred million dollar treasury for a company, you'd expect an appreciable percent of that entire yes. treasury is spent on just supporting the fact that the treasury exists. Yeah. So say that's an ongoing cost. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So let's say someone wants to start a business as a DAO. What should they do? What should be their first step? I think the first step is to think about what is the idea, 
what do you want to build, right? Why should it be a DAO? Like, what does this, this the, the sort of like global access to, to talent, to, to ideas, to energy, to capital bring to your idea, right? I think that's the first thing. You can articulate that clearly. Maybe it's a really complicated thing. I want to build, you know, a privacy preserving protocol that is managed by the shore. Maybe it's something silly. Like I want to buy a skyscraper, right? Who knows, yeah. right? Like maybe there's a mimetic, you know, meme quality to the idea that you think is important. That yeah. I think you need to choose your framework. At Tally, we, we believe a lot in token voting and we support the Open Zeppelin Governor Framework. And now the Open Zeppelin Governor Framework is a part of the standardized library of smart contracts for Ethereum that you get from Open Zeppelin. Yes. So you would say, okay, you're going to first decide how you're going to give people membership, right? And there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can do ERC-20s. Sometimes the ERC-20s can look a little bit like shares in a company, which you have to be very careful about then depending on how you like distribute them. One way that we think is really ideal for a lot of membership organizations is NFTs, where now you can say, hey, if you want to be a part of our crazy idea, we're buying a skyscraper, we're selling NFTs to fund it. Each NFT is $1,000. Everyone who wants to come live at the skyscraper, right, <laughs> buys an NFT. The money goes directly into your, your Open Zeppelin Governor Treasury, and you can manage all of it on tally. So you can create proposals there saying, hey, we want to mint more NFTs, right? We yes. want to buy the skyscraper. We want to use a NOSA safe and fund a NOSA safe so we can have an executive team who can actually go sign the paperwork at the realtor's office, right? So that's kind of generally the flow. You want to have an idea. You want to sort of choose your framework. We think the Opens Up and Governor framework is the, the ideal way. Use NFTs. I'm assuming now, right now, that your audience is a little bit technical, or at least that these terms make sense to them. If not, maybe I should explain a little bit. But if, if, if you think folks will get ERC-20 and ERC-721, like fungible tokens and non-fungible tokens, I think we're good. Yeah, I think so. It should be fine. Yes. Right. So if you want to have a fungible token or non-fungible token, I highly suggest you go for fungible, non-fungible tokens. And then you, you add your DAO to Tally. You deploy your smart contract and you simply add them to Tally. You go, you put add a DAO or Tally, and then you get to an organization page where you click add governor, and that is the open Zeppelin governor. And then you are on Tally, right? And now your DAO is available. Um, members can delegate and vote there. And it's a great proposal. So you're off to the, you're, you're basically off to the races right away. Yep. Oh, that is amazing. Do you have examples of some of the people who use your platform that we can check out their DAOs? Yeah, ab yeah, absolutely. The one that I like to talk about a lot is loading up the Tally page in the background. On I have got it loaded up here as well. I particularly really love Dope Wars. I created Dope Wars, although I do not run it. I am sort of like the spiritual founder of it. Yes. This is per probably a perfect example of this workflow. I saw another project out there called Loot, which I thought was super cool, but didn't have built-in governance and it didn't have a treasury. I said, yes. okay, let's do Loot, but we'll do it differently because I like the idea of Loot, but Loot is about dragons and, and magical potions and swords and stuff like that. And I don't really get into that middle earth dragon stuff. It's not really my thing. I've never met a dragon. I've never been a knight. I don't know how to swing a sword. Does it relate to me, right? But I do like the streets, right? Like sort of hip hop background, right? So yeah. Dope Wars is a kind of version of loot, but instead of having swords, you have like AK-47s. And of course, I don't own an AK-47, it's true. I also don't own a sword. But add <laughs> things like, you know, Porsches and Mercedes-Benz and Hennessy yeah. and Hair Jordans and Gucci yeah, and, yeah. you know, swimsuits and tricycles, like all these sort of things that sort of like exist in a normal world. I live in New York, right? These are things, yes. like, you know, you'll see. So it's based around that. And I went on Twitter and I said, hey, let's do loot, but with governance, the streets 
I call it dope horse. Yeah. People loved it. We had about maybe eight or 9,000 people sign up just in a few minutes. Everyone was together working on like, oh, I want Air Jordans in this. I want uh, Hennessy in this. I want like low riders in it. I want like this Porsche in it, right? They're all together. We deployed yeah. the smart contracts for the NFTs. These NFTs were actually free. You didn't have to buy them. Yes. And what we did was 5% of every sale of the NFT and royalties on OpenSea went to the DAO. So yeah. the DAO was funded from the sales and trading of Dopeworth's NFTs. And so at that point, they had maybe like eight or $900,000. And from that money, they started to make proposals. So if you go to the tally, you can go back through all the proposals. But basically what happened was the NFTs are very ugly. They're just text. And some artist, this guy came, Mr. Fax is his name. Yeah. He came and he said, oh, I made an illustration of what my Dope Wars token looks like. Yes. The community was like, we love it. Could we pay you to make those tokens for everybody? Yeah. Right? People got really excited about it. They created a proposal and then they were like, yeah, we'll pay you. Here's, I don't know, I think it was like thirty dollars or $40,000. Let's do all of them. Now, some engineers at the same time showed up and they're like, you know what? This artwork looks really great, but we could do even better. We could just do the artwork for each individual piece. And then we could write new smart contracts so you could like buy and recombine them. And we'll do it yes. optimism. The community is like, we love it. They made a proposal. They all vote and they pay it out, right? So that's what yeah. Dope Wars does. People have good ideas. They come to the DAO. They propose the idea. They vote on it. And then they pay these people out. And this so, idea here, yeah, here go. Yeah, no. so quick question. So where does someone support, put a proposal forward? Do you guys meet on a, in a Discord, Telegram? How do you guys organize? Because how does it don't? So, so the proposal gets made on Tally. Right? Yeah. So you create proposals directly on Tally where you say what you're trying to do, why, what you want, if you need money, for these reasons. And then you, you submit it to the blockchain and now it is available for everybody to see and vote on. Yep. Prior to that process, generally people are talking about it together in Discord, right? They'll say, oh, I have an idea. I'd like to do this. And someone says- But like, that's how oh, I, I would know if things happen in the guilds and gaming world and stuff that people organize on Discord. They go and say that, hey, this is what we want to do. But yeah, continue, please continue. No, no, that's, that's, what the, the, that's where they get that initial social approval for it, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they go into tally and they vote on. Now, this is really important because in the real world or the alternate world or the world that we're still living in today, you would never trust one person with the bank account, right? Because if yeah. you make an LLC, if you make a corporation, someone still has to be the contact at the bank. Someone still has to have the authority at the bank to transfer the million dollars somewhere, right? And the bank doesn't go, oh, hi, Mr. So-and-so, you, you want to transfer a million dollars. Did the Discord community agree to this? <laughs> right? They don't yeah. do that. They, they respond to whatever you say. So in organizations, in these global organizations, like, like Dope Wars or like Optimism or like any of these other things, you wouldn't, have, like, you wouldn't accept the fact that someone would say, hey, you know, my name is Denison. I'm a great guy. I live down the street from the bank. Don't worry. If I steal the money, you can always sue me, right? Because yeah. you might say that. You'd be like, well, it'd be easier to trust one person and then just use the legal system, right? Yeah. But when you have these global organizations, that doesn't really work, right? Maybe people trust me. Maybe they trust the state of Delaware. Maybe they trust the legal system, right? But that is a pretty unfair scenario where you have to have all those things line up to make something yes. worse, right? What if I am an unknown person and I live in Ghana 
and I'm using my local bank in Ghana. Is someone in Thailand going to say, oh, you know what? I'm not concerned. I could always go to Ghana and sue them there. Yeah. That's not right? going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, I'm going to yeah. steal the money. I'm going to go on Discord and post pictures of me like sleeping in the money. And I'm going to say, what are you going to do? Come here and sue me here. You're going to like travel all the way to a legal jurisdiction you know nothing about, hire lawyers to interpret something they know nothing about and like go to yes. court, right? Never going to happen. You stole the money. It's over. Done. No one's ever going to like yeah. go after you, right? And you, people know that, right? So the power here of DAOs is that you don't have to pick one person and trust them with the money, right? You trust the smart contracts. You yes. know that in this DAO, the only way to get $1 million out is if we all agree to take the million dollars. Yeah. And what's interesting here is, is that it's hard to say, look, everybody, I have an expensive lifestyle. Could you please all vote yes to give me a... It's not impossible, but that's very hard to do, right? Yes. So instead, what people say is they come to DAOs and they say, I have something of value I want to contribute. This is how much I think it's worth. Do you agree that this is something that would make this community better? And are you willing to pay? And if people think, you know what, this is great. I think we need it. This is the person to do it. Collectively, they do, right? But no one has to think at night, oh shit, Tennyson's got the million dollars of his bank in Delaware. I hope he doesn't steal it because I really don't want to go to Delaware to have to sue him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that is, that's an enormous... You know, that's why that $100 million doesn't cost $3 million a year legal fees. To manage. Yeah. The smart contracts, the, this, this consensus networks intermediates that trust between each of us. Yep. Yep. No, that makes sense. I have, I have more questions. I'll go back to about Dope Force because I have come across Dope Force because I, I live in the Web3 gaming world. And, and of course, I've seen, I've seen that you guys have created like characters for the worldwide Web3 or something like a game yeah, like right, that. Right. Yes. Yes. I have come across it, but I always had the impression that you guys were planning to build on Starknet or something like that. Is that right? Or, or is it on Ethereum? It is on three different networks. Uh, How because does Dope that is, well, Dope Wars is an open ecosystem, right? So yeah. if you are excited about Dope Wars, you can come and build on it, right? If you can get other people excited about what you're building, you can get them to give you money for it. So there's a team that built on optimism. That's the hustlers, which is the ability to yeah. unbundle your NFT and now customize it. And I think that's the platform that has an API that allows you to use your hustler inside World Wide Web. Yes. Starkware was a project of building a Dope Wars game. That's another team or individuals who are working on that. Yeah. And then, of course, the original Dope Wars ecosystem exists on Ethereum. So yes. no, one, no one person owns the roadmap and no one person builds all of it. So it, it is a little, you know, it is a little bit more chaotic than a company because you don't have me saying what to do, right? I don't tell anyone what to do. You know, I talk about what I think is a nice idea, but I generally don't get involved. I'm, I'm very big on the idea of leaderless organizations. And there's a real danger that as a founder, I might say something and that be the voice of God, right? And I don't want to pick sides, choose sides. I want the community to like organically make decisions and forms. But, you know, they, they, they can build anything. And you see this happening in other DAOs as well, right? Like Nouns DAO now has Prop House where they give out money to fund grants for people to build things. You know? Yes. Oh, this is 
This is fantastic. Yeah, that, that was actually going to be my next question, but you pretty much kind of answered it that, you know, how for Tally you are, you have a say in, in the direction you want Tally to move for it to grow and prosper and all that things. And, and that's what happens in most companies, you know, like the, the C-level staff gets together and, you know, creates the strategy and moves and takes action on those sort of things. Yeah. How, yeah. how does it happen in a, in a DAO? Who says <laughs> where we should go kind of thing? Who decides that initial sort of? Well, that definitely is harder in DAOs, yeah. but not all DAOs, right? It depends on the kind of DAO. Sometimes the DAOs do have very vocal personalities that generally most people follow, right? There are DAOs that people build um, they're decentralized, but the DAO is primarily a small group of people's vision. And the other members of the DAO want to participate, but they came because they like this vision, right? Yeah. So they may, they come and they say, Hey, I love what you're trying to do here. How can I help? Right. And that's a little bit different from like, Hey, I had an idea about what we could be doing. What else? What other ideas? Right. So that's also a little different. It's also helpful for people to have a real aligned vision of what is, what is part of the DAO and isn't, right? If you came to Dope Wars and you said, yeah, maybe we should have like spaceships and lasers. Most people would be like, no, that's, that's clearly not Dope Wars, right? And if you have this idea yourself, you can self-selective say, you know what? This clearly isn't actually Dope Wars at all, you know? So if you want dragons, you'd go to the loot ecosystem, you know? But if you want like Gucci's and, and Mercedes Benz, you, you'd go to the... Dope Yeah. So if you say, if you come up with an idea of a mini game for, for Dope Wars, so I just go to Snapshot or somewhere like that and create a proposal there, or do I create a proposal on Tally? I'm just trying to. You would create a proposal on Tally. Dope Wars does also use Snapshot to do some early decision-making to yeah. see, especially for contentious votes. If there's something where you go on Discord and you say, let's do this. Everyone on Discord says, love it. Let's do it. Yes. Generally, they just go to Tally and they create the proposal. Okay. Uh, okay. Also, if it's an administrative thing, Dope Wars primarily uses the DAO to pay the invoices of people who offered to build something and built it, right? They say, I want to build this thing. Dope Wars goes, yeah, we love it. You should build it. They build it. People look at it and they go, it sounds great. They create a proposal to get this person paid. Those yep. don't generally go to snapshots because there isn't generally a debate over whether or not. So, so it goes to snapshot if there is a debate. And if that is, yeah, it goes to the snapshot if, there, if there's a debate, right? If there's something that's really contentious, because sometimes there are really contentious votes and you don't necessarily want to have your vote defeated. So you need to figure out where everyone stands. You would go to snapshot first to sort of like talk about, is this what we think we want? Who's for it? Who's against it? To give an idea of like what support looks like. Yeah. Oh, no, that's that's fantastic. One last question. So you guys have a Discord as well? I'm just on the Dope Force website. Um, yes, there is. There's a super active Discord. Yeah. How do I find it? What's I'll, I'm going to put the links in the bottom of uh, in the description. If you're on .gg, Yes. So if you go to read me first. Yep. You click other links. Oh, okay. Found it. Twitter, Discord, everything. OpenSea, found yes. everything. Found everything. All good. But for the listeners, sure. I'm going to add all these links at the bottom in the description, wherever this goes, so people can find, yeah, so people can find it. But look, that that sounds amazing. So now coming back to Delhi, what is your vision for Delhi? What would you like it like it to do? I mean, yeah, so, what do you want to see it in like a few years time, two or three years time, which is a very yeah. big time in crypto space? 
In group to space, that is infinity. Yeah. Uh, what we would like in the next few years is we want to help onboard more people to creating DAOs as their organizations instead of creating companies, yeah. right? We want you to say, I have an idea and we want you to build internet native companies on Tally. That's really our goal. That's where we see the next few years. That's kind of like where we see the value of, of yes. Tally and DAOs, right? We're really going after what are corporations and, and that, 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 that market is enormous. Yeah. No, that, that makes so much sense. And then create all the governance, all the structures, everything using Tally, basically, right. or for anyone wanting to create DAO. And can I find DAOs on Tally? I am on Tally. Yes, absolutely. I, mean, I will be. So do I just click on the, I, I could go and start a DAO. That was really simple and easy. Mm -hmm. So do I just click on find, find a DAO on the top? If you click on find a DAO, that should take you to the sort of like explore view. Right on, actually, right on the homepage, you'll see a list of DAOs that are on Tally. Yeah. I will have to, do I need to connect my wallet to do that? No, let me see. Are you, if you, are you, okay. If you're on the front page and yeah. there should be an explore DAOs. Find a DAO. All DAOs on Ethereum, on Polygon. Avalanche, Optimism, yeah. Last one or two questions, and and that is which first one is which industries do you see will be the first ones to be disrupted by DAOs? I think the the first industries to be disrupted by DAOs probably going to be the sort of state registries of LLCs. I think we'll start to see more people opt to build these internet native organizations rather than LLCs or corporations. So I think that's important. I think we probably see venture capital disrupted by it as we see more and more folks basically buy DAOs. Yeah. Um, so I think those are the first. I, th I think the other fields, we see a lot of social DAOs. I'm not sure if I would call them as disrupting. I would say more that they're like growing the opportunity. So I think that's a little bit different. But yeah, I, I think that those are kind of the first first ones. Yeah. Another uh, another question was was that, you know, which would industries would be the first to adopt DAOs as for their sort of registering an organization governance, because you gave me examples of like, you know, real estate buying like a skyscraper or buying the constitution or for gaming or for this, like thousands of industries, which one will adopt it the first? Or where do you see adoption in your software, in your product? I definitely think DeFi has been the, the first place that we see this kind of happening, right? Like it, it sort of like immediately was like the most like applicable spot, you have this protocol that needs people around the world to help run it. So I think that sort of like made the first connection. Um, you know, I, I think all sorts of things, any sort of project, Web3 or, you know, blockchain, I think people are more excited about if they're DAOs, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Look, I'm really excited to to find out about Delhi and, and all the things you guys can do and how easy you guys have made it to create a DAO, launch a DAO, or find and join a DAO. So my last question for you is, do you have an ask? Are you looking for anything? Are you looking for investment? Are you looking for team members to hire anything? At the moment, we are looking for users, more users, people who want to build DAOs. You know, our tools have been really popular. We, we learn more, the more people use them. So, you know, folks come out and like build DAOs, try new DAOs idea, DAO ideas, even if it's not going to be on Tally. We want to see what people are building to understand better what people need to help them build. Yeah. I have a 
one last question that made me think. Say, for example, to put you on spot, if I wanted to create, create a DAO for my podcast, how would I do it? I know I can go to Delhi and go and do all those things. I still want to retain some control, but I want to give the community that's listening a voice on who they want as who what who they want to be interviewed on the podcast. So things like that, because, or where they want to promote it, or things like that. But I still want to retain some control or if there is revenue, I don't want like a full 50-50 split or I don't know. How how does it how does sure. it work? Can I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we are working on a new project just like that. At yeah. Cali, we have something called Content Kill, which is we've been organizing all our content with it's a lot of different people from the community who help participate and write our content with us yeah. to go out. We are DAOifying that. So we are going to be doing a whole little series about how to do basically exactly what you're talking about. So stay tuned. I'll send you the links for that when that comes out. Oh, yes, uh, please. We'd love to have you also build that. Oh, yeah. Let's and let's do it live. You know, let's create like, let's do screen share. Let's create it live. Let's put it out there for the community to see how it's done. Cool. Good stuff. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much, Sam. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching this or listening to this episode of the Web3 with Sam Samani podcast. You know the drill. Leave a comment, please subscribe or share it with a friend. Now, if you are building something really interesting in this space, then reach out to me. My DMs are open. I'm at Sam Kamani on Twitter or on LinkedIn or on TikTok or on any platform. Just go and search for my name. Reach out to me. I would love to help you. I would love to have a conversation with you if time permits. So... Having said that, I want to wish you best of luck to whatever you are building. I know that about 35 to 40% of my listeners are founders themselves. So I want to say best of luck and go build that next innovation.